Welcome back, everybody, to the Box Score Sports Podcast. I am your host, Ryan, and on today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, counterfeit versus real. We're going to go over some teams and players. We're going to talk about that. Uh, and then we're going to predict week three with Ryan versus Eric versus the guest. But I wanted to start out with my one big thing. And no, I'm sorry to disappoint you all. It's not going to be Cam Akers being traded to the uh, Vikings. Sorry, I don't have an in-depth breakdown of that. Uh, I wanted to focus on Justin Fields' press conference. Now, afterwards, he sort of walked it back. But um, the point I wanted to hit on, and um, I think in a sense he blamed the coaches, but he also blamed himself. So he's kind of saying like it's it's – it's both them, which I think is fair. But it's it's interesting because when we think about these young quarterbacks, we truly don't – NFL. The NFL sets them up to fail, don't they? Like think about it. The NFL sets young quarterbacks up to fail. Justin Fields is an example of this. But I want to – we'll come back to Justin Fields and get into it in a second, but just look at the quarterbacks this year. Anthony Richardson, do you think he's set up to succeed right now? Now, I like the coach they got, and we'll talk about coaching in a second uh, more in depth, but I like the coach they have, but everything else around him, would you say that's that's helping the quarterback to succeed? Probably not, right? Bryce Young, he has a little bit more weapons. His coach, though, already failed. I don't know if that's going to work out. For, for Bryce Young and the offensive line is trash. What what about what about CJ Stroud? Now some people say, well, this is gonna help see whether they can handle the pressure or not. I, I think that's sort of a crazy statement because it's like putting uh, uh, somebody you hire uh, like at any any situation, a factory guess say first day you hire them, you give them a month to train and you give them the manage, you know, manager spot or you give them a spot at corporate, whatever. Well, manager is probably more, more suitable. But you, you get my point. They're probably not going to succeed. Most of them aren't. And that's what we do. We, we, and part of it is because the NFL doesn't reward winning. But the three young quarterbacks this year are definitely not set up to succeed. So half of them even though we're talking mainly about three, will be bust. And I think that's the larger issue here. The NFL has to find a way, in my opinion, to try to get these young quarterbacks because these young quarterbacks are are um, the future of the NFL. And you got to give them a better chance to succeed in the NFL. And that is by somehow rewarding winning. Because... You know, as a fan, what is the benefit of going eight and nine, seven and ten, or six and eleven? Like as you improve, it's a later draft pick. It's not. It's not. It's not to help you. It doesn't help you at all. So then you have Ryan Tannehill for six, six to eight years. You know, Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield. Maybe Baker is not a good example, but you get my point. So 
I just I just feel like the NFL has to reward winning. Now, if you think about even back when Tua was drafted, this is, you know, the best comparison I could give Justin Fields is sort of Tua situation because Tua was drafted in a situation where he was not wanted. And they brought in an offensive coordinator that preferred the backup quarterback and Ryan Fitzpatrick. He did not care about the kind of offense that Tua could run or what could best show to his talents or put Tua in the best position to succeed. Instead, they're like, this is the offense we want to run, and you're not running it right. You're making mistakes. You're not reading this offense right. You're you're failing. You're putting the defense in a bad position. And all the while, Tua's confidence is just eroding. He's losing his confidence. And that's what happens to young quarterbacks, especially, in my opinion, when a defensive coordinator is in charge as the head coach, because a defensive coordinator, all their career is taught, if I get my defense to play the best, we are going to win. That's that's their their philosophy. So if the offense can control the ball and limit mistakes, our defense can carry the, the team. And when you get to a head coaching spot, you kind of have to adjust and like come to grips with the fact that if you don't have a good quarterback, you're not going to be a good NFL team. You're just not. So you have to let that quarterback go through growing pains. Otherwise, if you constantly are criticizing them and not letting them be who they are, their confidence will be shot. And you can see the difference in the example of Tua. Tua with Ryan Flores and Tua with Mike McDaniels. Mike McDaniels gets on a plane. He calls him up on FaceTime and says, Tua, my job is to make you great and you will be great. And haven't we seen Tua the last two years just look really, really good? Some would say great. I'm not some. I'm a Dolphin fan. I I just want to, you know, obviously I think he's been great this year. But uh, last year, he was good last year. He was really, really good last year. But it's because Mike McDaniels saw what Tua could be and he did what he could with the tools that Tua has and surrounded him and and set him up to succeed. Justin Fields hasn't gotten that. I was not a big fan of the Matt Everflus hiring because they um, should have hired somebody who could put Justin Fields in the best position to succeed. And instead, they were more worried about somebody to come in and fix their defense. That is the problem. And that is why, even though it might be a little out of line, and even though he walked it back, I think that Justin Fields might not be wrong. I think coaching matters. And if you can get the right coaching in there, maybe, just maybe, you can save Justin Fields and you can um, somehow make him your franchise quarterback, or at least we can find out whether or not he's just an athlete who can throw the football. Okay, welcome back to the Box Score Sports Podcast. I am your host, Ryan. On today's episode, we are going to play a game called Counterfeit or Real. It's where we're going to give each other some scenarios uh, that we've seen in the last two weeks, whether it's a player or team of the NFL. And we're going to tell you whether it's real or fraudulent. And then we're going to predict week three 
of the NFL schedule with Ryan versus the guest, Ryan versus Eric versus the guest. And to do that with me today, I have Rowan for the first time on the podcast. How's it going, Rowan? Pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. How are you feeling being here for the first time? Um, New experience. Uh, It's definitely interesting. And uh, so far, it's been great. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, well, it hasn't been too, we haven't been on for too long. <laughs> you should feel honored is what the right word is. I really, I do. I do yeah. feel honored. <laughs> that, that's great. So tell us, uh, the audience real quick, who's your favorite football team? Oh, got to be Green Bay Packers. Yeah, got to be. Okay, favorite player uh, of all time? Um, I'd probably have to lean towards... I mean, Dan Marino, when it comes to quarterbacks, otherwise, like Jerry Rice. Okay, I like it. And 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 that's that's pretty cool because you're, you're younger, right? So just that you have older players that you lean towards is, is pretty cool. Okay, you ready? You ready to do this? Oh, yeah. Okay, let's do a counter. We'll play that game, real or counterfeit. We'll start out there. Um, so give me your first real or counterfeit that we we're, that we're going to talk about, Rowan. Uh, the Miami Dolphins. They've looked pretty good so far. I mean, Tua had that monster week one with over 400 yards and Hill had over 200. Um, slowed down a little bit with the Patriots defense against him, but more so just if they can keep it up the rest of the season. Okay, I like it. So we'll start with the Miami Dolphins, Um, my team, my favorite team. Uh, I would say, like, as long as two is healthy, they're real. Uh, and what I was impressed with, which we, we would recap already, is just the fact that they won two games two different ways. One, they, you know, they won through the air. The other one, they won through the defense in their, the ground game. So uh, I think they're real as long as Tua stay, stays healthy. I think they could be the best team in the AFC right now. Uh, no other team like impressed me uh, in the AFC uh, that I would say is on the level of Miami. If you if you think about it, Buffalo had a down week. Uh, Kansas City is going through gross, uh, you know, like uh, growing pains with their offense. So um, and the Bengals, I don't know what's going on there, but. Uh, I think the Ravens are probably impressive as well. So what do you say? What do you think? Do you think they're real or counterfeit? I mean, it's a bit hard to tell, I guess, uh, this early. But so far, I want to say real. But um, I think I have to lean a bit more towards counterfeit just because we haven't really seen if Tua can stay healthy for longer stretches and um, if a defense can really slow them down on both sides, on uh, the ground and the air at once. And I mean, they last week they really didn't play a fantastic offense. So waiting to see when they play like that Bills or that Chiefs and see how that goes. No, that's a good point. It's a, it's early so that we're making snap decisions on a two-week period. And I think uh, the fact that Tua needs to be healthy, I think that's a given. Um, I would say what why I'm impressed with their defense is the week before the Chargers ran for almost 300 yards on them, and then the very next week with the Patriots, who are also like a run heavy team, 
they allowed their running backs to have like 3.2 yards or 2.3 yards of carry. It wasn't, they, they didn't do a good job of running the ball. So that's, that would be my only counter. Uh, but I, I, I say, if you think uh, 3.3 yards, just, but if you think that we'll have to wait and see, we'll have to wait and see. I did not know that stat with yeah. uh, the rushing game. So yeah, that definitely can uh, sways me the other way a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, and and they only allowed fifty yards from Stevenson, um, which uh, on fifteen carries, which is pretty good. But um, okay, let's uh, let me give you my first one. You ready? Oh yeah. Was the New York Giants comeback real or counterfeit? Okay, so uh, obviously it was against a team that uh, in the Arizona Cardinals, right? That. Uh, kind of waxed them in the first half and there's no kind of about it. They kind of waxed them in the first half. Uh, so what's that? You put it delicately. Yeah. 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 So, and, and we know that Arizona is playing really for picks next year. Uh, so let me ask you, do you think that second half was real and that's the giants we're going to see moving forward or was it sort of counterfeit? Like the Cardinals took their foot off the gas. I I gotta say it was a bit counterfeit. Um, I didn't get a full watch on that second half just because I mean it was so bad for the majority of it. Um, but I mean, it feels like I mean the Cardinals couldn't really move the ball that much. It felt like they kind of stalled out on offense. Um, whether it just be the play calling or the execution, but um, then I I. And I don't know for sure, but I'm guessing the Cardinals played more of uh, coverage and the defense on the defensive side. Like it, it makes me think of last year when the Packers played the Eagles, and after Rodgers got hurt, and Jordan Love went in and threw, you know, good passes, but I mean they were all open, and it kind of led to a bit of a comeback. But in the end, it really was just the Eagles' defense taking it easy. So I feel like the Cardinals probably went a little bit that way with it, but then let it get a bit out of hand. Maybe they wanted it to, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it got a bit out of hand, out of hand for them. Yeah, no, I, I like that answer. I think I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I think it's counterfeit. Uh, Barkley's injured. So that's not, that's not good. He, it sounds like he has a high ankle sprain. Um, I, I just can't believe they didn't, they for the four, first six quarters of the NFL season, they did not score a single point, and then they put up 31. I, I just feel like maybe that was a flash in the pan where the Cardinals, like you said, took it a little easy, and they probably have a little bit of ulterior motives. Now, I'm I'm a big believer uh, believer in Brian Dayball, so part of me wants yeah. to believe it's real. So I'm not trying to be a jerk, but I just like the six quarters outweigh the two quarters of evidence at this point. So I'm going to say it's, it's counterfeit. Oh yeah. Getting outscored 60 to nothing in the first game and a half of the season is not what you want to be. And then I actually saw today. I I mean, I know Saquon has the high ankle sprain. It said originally he'd be out like three weeks, but then I saw a report today that said he was feeling a lot better today and hasn't been ruled out for next week. Oh, interesting. I think they play Thursday, so mm-hmm. I don't know why they would rush him back. But if they do, then they're just going to have all sorts of trouble. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, give us your next one. All right. Uh, it's going to be the Bills. 
Mm. Just, I mean, we saw week one against a great Jets defense in fairness, but couldn't really get the ball moving and then had a chance in overtime, but maybe it's just the pressure under the lights um, or maybe the turf, but stalled out there. And then even last, I mean, and then even last week, it didn't look great through the first half. And then it looked a bit better in the second, but then on top of that, just uh, Josh Allen has really not been making great decisions with the football, either week one with passing or over the first couple of weeks, just taking so many unnecessary hits. I mean, there I've seen a few where it's like he could get out of bounds or get a couple more yards, not even a first down. And then he goes to try and jump a guy. Like, I don't get what he's doing, but it worries me for the rest of the season and that he'll eventually get injured. Yeah, that is uh concerning. So let me let me just ask you real quick. You think it's uh do you think they're like are you asking are they counterfeit as a Super Bowl contender? A playoff? Yeah. Okay. What yeah. where are you leaning right now? I'm leaning towards counterfeit. Okay. Just because Josh Allen has been iffy with the ball either through the air or on the ground. So until I can see him make a couple weeks worth of good decisions and healthy decisions with the football. I just can't trust that he'll stay healthy or that he'll make the right reads when the time comes. Yeah, that that's a good, or if he'll be impatient and try to push it down the field. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm, it's hard because like the, the problem with doing this after two weeks is simply that, uh, um, the Jets, the Jets, the sample size is small. The Jets defense always plays Josh Allen really good. So it's like, do do we take like, oh, that's 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 who Josh Allen is, is he's up and down, sort of like a Brett Farvish type of player. Uh, can he stay healthy? He's done it before or he's played injured, which has hurt his team. Um, I will say right now he's leading the NFL in completion percentage, which I, I think that's uh, pretty interesting. Um I'm I'm gonna lean I'm gonna lean more towards real just because I wouldn't be surprised you know if they like you know you're just not surprised because you've seen Josh Allen do it before and maybe maybe really the counterfeit game was the Jets game like maybe the Jets D just has Josh Allen's number but yeah. you're but you're right about the hits I agree with you about the hits he's got to stop taking those hits. And it's been for multiple years now. I mean, he was a little bit better last year about it, but I mean, it's been three, four years now of just bad hits mm-hmm. every single day. So eventually it's going to catch up with him. So, I, yep. I agree. I agree. Okay. Let me give you another one. Uh, are, do you, are, are you, think it's real or it's counterfeit Baker's Mayfield's two game resurgence here that we got. So he actually is ninth in completion percentage. He hasn't thrown an interception yet. He's almost uh, got to about 500 yards passing three touchdowns. He has a 104.4 QB rating, um, which is, let me see what that is uh, ranked as far as the NFL, which is fifth in the NFL. His QBR, though, is 
let's see, 60, yeah, 65.4. So it just depends what stat you like a little better, but that's not bad. That's a little bit uh, at more average. So Baker Mayfield, do you believe the resurgence, the two weeks resurgence is counterfeit or do you think it's real? Uh, let me ask you this real quick. I completely forgot who they played last week already. No, that's okay. So they played the Minnesota White Vikings week one and the Bears right. week two. Yeah. On the Bears. Okay. Um, no wonder I forgot. So <laughs> I would say so far, I think he's been coached pretty well. Uh, I, I think I'll have to lean a little bit more at the moment, a little bit more towards real than mm, fraudulent, okay. just because I think the coaching has been good for him and he's become more disciplined with the football in his hands. Um, but to be fair, he hasn't really played a real defense yet. The Vikings have always kind of slacked on that side. And then the Bears are the Bears. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's the thing that I'm apprehensive about is really the defenses that he played. I, I don't trust Minnesota's defense. I like Brian Flores, but it's going to take him a year or two to get that defense fixed. And then the Bears defense just looks atrocious right now. Um, So it's hard for me to buy Baker Mayfield right now. But what I thought was interesting, the offensive coordinator for the Bucks, I guess, is the same offensive coordinator or he must maybe QB coach but he was a guy who worked with Geno Smith last year oh and Geno Smith had his little resurgence so I'm just like well maybe this guy's like a QB whisperer like he's (laughs) able to get the best out of his uh his uh quarterbacks these these uh veteran um what's it called you go from team to team um journeyman journeyman quarterbacks yeah yeah okay give me give me your um Maybe we'll get one more each. What What's another one you got? I'm going to go close to home here. Jordan Love with his performance on the year. Just is he going to keep it? Well, is it really more about him having the talent? Or is it just kind of the system and the teams that they've played that's making him look better? Okay. So Jordan Love. Yeah, I figured you'd probably bring him up. Interesting. He has six TDs, zero touchdowns. That's crazy. I love that stat. That's my uh, favorite. You want me to tell you a stat that you won't be too happy about? He's 30th in completion percentage. Yeah. That's, that's rough. But his QBR, or not his QBR, but his, uh, his quarterback rating. Yeah, his 118. Yeah. Yeah, 0.8. Yeah, so I guess it like depends on... You know, you you watched. I uh, mean, you watched a lot of those games. I mean, there's could have been a couple passes. You could say this for any quarterback though that could have been picked. Um, yeah, which which is yeah. which is fair. Um, what I like is that he can make the easy throws. Uh, he doesn't overcomplicate the throws. What I'd like to see is him make more difficult throws. So yeah. just just for the time being, we've seen the Bears' defense. It's not great. Okay. He struggled when he faced adversity against Atlanta, when he didn't have Aaron Jones, when he didn't have Bakhtiari. And I know people are like his second, uh, his his not, two best offensive weapons, Watson, I think was out, right? Yeah. Uh, but I like Dobbs a little better anyway. So I don't know like if, if, if uh, that I would call them the two best, but it's close enough. But, um, you know, when he faced that adversity, he they they kind of struggled offensively a little bit and that could be on the coach as well so i'm gonna just say 
I'm going to, I'm going to counterfeit it for now. Counterfeit it for now, because what makes a good or good or great quarterback is when they face adversity, they overcome it and he's going to learn to, he's inexperienced, but it's hard to be like, yeah, he's the real deal. <laughs> you know, um, Because when he had an easy defense, he, he performed, but when he didn't have such an easy matchup, he kind of, he faltered towards the end. Yeah, I'm going to have to say counterfeit too. At Man, the I'm surprised. Yeah. I want to say real. I really do. But I I mean, after watching week one, I mean, I think a lot of people in uh, just Wisconsin in general were just praising him with everything. But again, that Bears defense is atrocious. And then last week, I mean, he had one throw, I think, in the second quarter or something like that, where he threw it just... I mean, uh, AJ Terrell played it really well, but he threw it like directly at him and AJ Terrell just dropped a pick six. And then what really stood out, I mean, he played well in the first half, but then the fourth quarter came along and to be fair, they didn't really give him a lot of chances to throw the ball, Mm. but on that last drive, uh, he had Dobbs on that, uh, corner route to the outside and then he needed to throw it either leading him or to the sideline and he threw it kind of in the middle there out in no man's land so like he said he's good with the short passes uh the easy throws but when he needs to make those harder throws that's when you're really going to find out who he is yeah i guess and we will see we will see okay so let's uh let's go to my last one i'm going to talk about the chargers here the chargers are charging still they really are. They they messed <laughs> two games. They lost. Uh, pretty charged up. Uh, them charging. Them chargering. I don't know how you want to word it. Uh, real or counterfeit? As much as I want to say it's counterfeit, I have to say it's real. I mean, it, we've seen it year after year. <laughs> the offense has been there with Herbert and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Eckler. Uh, but the defense has just never been able to find its footing. I don't know how, I don't know why, but I saw a stat the other day that was saying through the first two games, I think the Chargers are either the only team or one of a few teams since the merger to have scored 50 plus points total and had zero turnovers and started 0 and 2. That's crazy. Good stat. Good stat. I like that one. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's real. And I, I think it's it, it's a little bit of a coach, too. He's he's supposed to be a defensive coach. But he, he I, I don't know what he's been doing the last years <laughs> with that defense. I, I understand they get injured and stuff like that. But their defense right now is relatively healthy. And, you know, the Dolphins yeah. threw all over them week one. Uh, really, the Dolphins... If they didn't have those two turnovers, they probably put up 50 on the Chargers. I'm not even joking. Uh, yeah. And then and then t- they let Ryan Tannehill and the Titans go up and down the field on them um, and just, you know, score consistently. So, uh, I, I mean, I'm with you. I'm with you. I just think it's real. I don't know if it will change unless if they get rid of um, Brandon Staley. Yeah. I think it's going to be another year where we just see down the stretch, the defense is going to fail them and then reset next year, probably for the same thing, but 
Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, maybe um, the uh, Lions offensive coordinator, Tyler Johnson, maybe he'll end up there. Or what's his name? I think that's right. Now I got to check it because, you know, I I, uh, I don't want to be misinformed, uh, but maybe he'll end up there and then, you know, who knows? Yeah. I mean, coming from that Dan Campbell coaching line probably is not a bad idea, especially for defense. Ben. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Ben Johnson um, is the card, not Tyler Johnson, Ben Johnson. Uh, I, I don't mind if, you know, Dan Campbell, but man, that fourth down play, they went for it. I just, oh man, I just can't handle coaches. I just can't. Like, you don't have to go for it every time I'm fourth and short. Okay, let's, let's, let's play field position. Let your defense who held... Uh, the team to for like 10 total offensive points, basically at the time, just let them work. Let's just let them do their thing. No, no, we're going to, we're going to go for it and then put the Seahawks in position to score. Yeah. Nice job, Dan Campbell. Yeah. Um. Okay. Anything, do you have any other ones that you got to hit on or are you, you want to move on? Um. None that I can think of off the top of my head at the moment. Okay. Okay. Yep. Then that's fine. Uh, so let's move on then. And let's go ahead and predict for uh, week three of the NFL season. This is Ryan versus the guest and uh, Ryan versus Eric versus the guest. And so week two, I got nine, right? Eric got eight, right? And the guest Nate got nine, right? So the total standing right now is I'm at 18. Eric's at 14 and Nate. Uh, I mean, the guests is at 15 which means I have a three-game advantage. So you ready to give give me a little bit more wiggle room here, Rowan? Wow. Yeah. Wow. No, I'm not. I'm going <laughs> to cut that lead down. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's see what we got here. So let's start with our Thursday night game, Rowan. Uh, New York Giants uh, at the San Francisco 49ers. Who do you have? I think this one's pretty obvious. You got to go Niners. I mean, they've looked like possibly the best team either in the AFC, the NFC for sure. Otherwise maybe even in the league so far through two weeks, uh, the defense is great. And then the offense has put up numbers, especially against the Steelers week one, just, I mean, that's a great defense, but they just did everything they wanted. So against a giants team that has looked awful, (laughs) To put it lightly, so far, probably without Saquon, uh, I I can't see the Giants making this game interesting at all. Yeah, I'm with you. I got the Niners as well. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I would say San Fran and Dallas right now, if I had to pick like two teams in the NFC, I think those two are the best teams, probably maybe even in the league, just because their defense is so much better than everybody else's and their offense are competent or well, they're better than competent, but yeah, I'm with you. Okay. Let's go to our first Sunday game. The Tennessee Titans at the Cleveland Browns. Um, I think if it was before Monday night, I would maybe say the Browns, but I think I have to lean a bit towards the Titans with Nick Chubb being out for the season. Uh, just the Browns, I don't know what their offense is going to look like. Um, uh, what's the running back? I think Jerome Ford yep. is the starter now, who looked good on Monday, but it's tough to tell how they're going to be able to run the offense. 
is it going to be more passing or more running? Um, and until I, I see that and then Deshaun Watson play a bit better, uh, I think I can't see the Browns winning this one, uh, especially with how the Titans played last week. And, I mean, Derrick Henry is always a force to stop. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm I'm impressed with the Browns' defense because, really, it's the Steelers' defense that won the the game, right? Yeah. The Browns' defense did pretty good. Now, now that could also be a product of maybe the Steelers' offense isn't as good as what we thought it was going to be. Uh, yeah. But I'm going with the Titans, too, because I kind of agree with you. Just a side note, Kareem Hunt is actually visiting the Browns today, so we'll see if they sign them. him. Uh, Atlanta Falcons at the Detroit Lions. This is this is a tough one. Uh, I mean, both teams have looked really good out the gates, apart from a little bit with the Lions last week. There's some decision-making there. Um, but I think I'm going to give the edge to the Lions uh, just because the competition they've played is a bit more. I mean, obviously the Chiefs week one. And then the Seahawks haven't been slouches so far. Uh, and then, I mean, the Falcons, uh, who did they play week one? I can't think of it off the top of my head. Uh, they played Carolina. Carolina, yep. So the defense there isn't great. The offense there is finding its identity. And then the Packers last week, um, I mean, there isn't much to stay there uh, at the moment. So I think, I mean, I think it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, B. John's probably going to have a great day again. But at the moment, I do see the Lions with a bit more of the experience, especially at the quarterback position, uh, serving as that big factor, that big difference. Yeah, my, my big question here is, can the Atlanta offense keep up with Detroit's offense? Yeah. And I don't know if I trust Ritter to win a shootout yet. So yeah. I'm I'm going with Detroit as well. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, so far, oh, go ahead. Especially so in week one, where Drake London gets one target, right? Yeah, and then not really using Kyle Pitts much. I mean, they're so heavy on the ground game. I just, yeah, like you said, I just can't trust them, especially just throwing the ball in general at the moment. Yeah. Now, just real quick, the Detroit Lions will not have their second best pass rusher, which is huge because they only I think in the last two games, they've only uh, got one sack, Uh, even though Hutchinson gets the quarterback like every play. uh, There's nobody else on that defensive line that gets to a quarterback. So that's kind of scary. And then I think uh, Gardner Johnson there, he might be out for a couple weeks, if not the season with a torn pack. But they have they drafted that guy in the second round, Brandon. Uh, Brian Branch, I mean, which he is pretty, pretty good. But yeah, we'll see. I just think Detroit will. And, and you know, I, I, I just see like these team, two teams being two and one. Like, that's the other thing is like Detroit's yeah. at home. They were kind of embarrassed. They kind of threw that game away to Seattle. So, yeah, I have Detroit as well. Uh, New Orleans Saints at the Green Bay Packers. Rowan, you will be at this game. Tell me I who will. you got. <laughs> um. It's tough because, I mean, obviously, I, I'm ruined for the Packers, of course. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. At least I hope it is since I'm going. Um, but I think at the moment, 
I want to give the slight edge to the Packers just because I feel like we, you know, we'll probably have Aaron Jones back um, and maybe have Watson back too. Uh, so then obviously those are huge pieces of the offense as we saw last week. Um, and then the Saints, I mean, have looked good, uh, especially on defense so far. So it'll be a challenge for Jordan Love, uh, especially throwing the ball. But I think that offense has been iffy so far, uh, especially without Kamara. And then, I mean, even last week, I mean, Derek Carr threw, or I guess yesterday, Monday, uh, Derek Carr threw, what was it, two picks, I think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then week one, too, he, he threw a pick or two. So I just, I haven't liked his decision making so far. Uh, I feel like he should be able to find open receivers with Michael Thomas and Chris Olave. Um, but I don't know what his deal is at the moment. He's kind of looking like Derek Carr of last year. So until I see him play better and not throw picks, especially against a uh, hungry uh, Packers secondary that's been looking for the ball, especially with those two drop picks last week. Uh, I think it'll be a tough challenge for Derek Carr. Yeah. So just to re just to clarify, Carr only had one interception uh, Monday night's game, but your point still stands. Um, I'm going to go with the saints though. Uh, this is the toughest defense. The Packers have to play. They haven't looked, good against mediocre defenses um like i should say against atlantis mediocre defense um they looked fine against uh, atrocious defense great against an atrocious defense so i'm just gonna pick new orleans um but i will say green bay's first home game so that of the season so i think the players will be ready to go so i might be wrong on that one um denver broncos at the miami dolphins hmm um, well, first off, I think it's going to be a bit of a shootout to a degree. Uh, it'll depend on how the Dolphins' defense can handle everything with the offense of the Broncos. Um, I think I want to give a slight edge, well, maybe more than slight edge to the Dolphins, though, just because seeing the Broncos, obviously last week, just atrocious in the second half. And then even week one, they were bad in the second half, too. So really it's that first half that they have to put up points because that second half has just been awful. But I mean, overall, uh, Russell Wilson has been pretty good on the year. Uh, his stats are probably a bit inflated from that Hail Mary at the end of the last game. But overall, even without that, he still has looked okay. So it looks like he's getting not back into form necessarily, but that Sean Payton is kind of steering him in the right way. But I do think the Dolphins are going to win this one. Yeah, if uh, if the Washington offense has no trouble moving the ball against Denver, I don't see how the Dolphins will have any trouble moving the ball <laughs> against Denver. So I'm picking yeah. Miami as well. Um, the Chargers at the Minnesota Vikings. Wow. Um, two 0-2 teams, both just, I don't even know. Um, I kind of want them both to be 0-3 to start. <laughs> but I do think that the Chargers will actually be able to win a game on the year. Um, I, I forgot if it's in 
Minnesota. It's in okay. Minnesota, yeah. In Minnesota. Um, I'll still say the Chargers, though, uh, just because I think their defense might get it a little bit together. Uh, it's going to be really, really hard to stop Justin Jefferson, of course, though. But in that week one game against the Dolphins, I mean, you're going against two of the top receivers, really, with Hill and Waddle. And, I mean, the Vikings don't really have that second guy. So as long as they just double-team Jefferson, then I think um, – I mean, they really don't have to worry on the ground game at all. It's been awful for the Vikings. So I just don't think the Vikings have found their footing yet. I think the Chargers just have that slight edge on the offensive side. Yeah, I I just picked Minnesota because I'm like, these are two teams that are going to shoot themselves in the foot back and forth, back and forth, whatever. And I, I just picked the home team. That's, that's all I did because I was like, you know, I, Cousins is going to have four touchdowns and maybe lose by three, but that last touchdown will be at the end of the game or the Chargers are going to be up three and fumble the football and Minnesota is going to scoop and score. Something like that crazy is going to happen. So I got, I got Minnesota. The one uh, thing I do like with the Chargers so far is on offense they haven't turned the ball over so looking at that compared to the vikings i think the vikings are a bit more careless with the football um so i think they'll probably have a, a turnover to probably not anything due to the chargers defense but just them being the vikings um so but yeah that's what i like with the chargers so far without any turnovers so they're protecting the ball on offense at least yeah well that's nice that's nice of you to say uh, let's go to the next game. New England Patriots at the New York Jets. Who do you have? Um, it is a tough one to a degree. Uh, I think I have to go. Is it in New England? Uh, it's in New York. It's in it's a jet. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with the Patriots just because I trust Bill Belichick coaching more. Mm. Um, and then obviously the quarterback comparison. I mean, there's probably not a greatly higher edge uh, to Mac Jones, but it's an edge at least. And then, I mean, just Zach Wilson, really, against that Patriots defense. That's the main thing. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, I was going to say, it's it, not a lot needs to be said other than the fact that you trust Zach Wilson against the Patriots defense. I don't. And I, it's not like yeah. I trust Mac Jones <laughs> that much either, the way he's been playing, but – I just Zach Wilson is further gone to me than Mac Johnson. So I got the Patriots. Oh, yeah. 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 The Buffalo Bills at the Washington Commanders. I really I do want to lean towards the Commanders. Uh just because with the Bills have been I mean, with that defense, I think they could slow down the Bills. But I think I will have to say the Bills just because it's hard to go against Josh Allen. Um, I mean, obviously the Jets have his number, but I think he can manage against the commanders. And then, I mean, again, with the defense, uh, Sam Howell, I just, I don't really trust him yet, especially against that Buffalo defense. That, that is fair. I agree with you on that. And I think this, that. I just think it'll be another get right game for Buffalo and everybody will be like, Oh, maybe Buffalo was actually fine. And they just first a tough defense. Uh, Houston Texans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
I think I have to say the Jags. Yeah. I mean, the Jags defense has been pretty good so far, even last week, holding the Chiefs to only 17. Um, And then against C.J. Stroud and the Texans offense as a whole, really. I mean, they haven't been able to run the ball, which is really tough for them. And then, I mean, they're probably biggest free agent signing. Dalton Schultz has gotten almost nothing from C.J. Stroud. So I just don't trust that offense against that that Jags defense. Yeah, defense for the Jaguars has has been pretty pretty good. Even against the Colts, I think this Colts had 21 points, but one of the, one of those touchdowns was a defensive touchdown. Uh, so Stroud, I I, I had I, I have been impressed a little bit by him. Uh, just you know the his passing, considering the lack of weapons he has around him, the fact like you know like Bryce Young yesterday he threw a couple picks, Stroud yesterday didn't throw any, and it's just like well it's just like maybe just a little bit more mature, which is nice. But I'm with you, I'm going Jacksonville as well. Uh, Indianapolis Colts at the Baltimore Ravens. I think I have to say Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean I. I... I wouldn't say it's like an awful matchup for the Colts, but it depends on if they can get Zach Moss going and then really just if Anthony Richardson is healthy and good to go. But even if he is, that Baltimore defense has been good for a couple of years now. So I think they'll probably keep that up. Yeah, I agree. And what defense is uh, better prepared to handle a running quarterback than the Baltimore Ravens who deal with it in practice every single day for the last how many years so yeah yeah baltimore uh carolina panthers at the seattle seahawks i think we go seahawks i mean they've showed so far that they can put up points at least um i mean they have a great offense so carolina hasn't really proved anything except what i expected yeah yeah exactly yeah i'm with you i'm with you i think seattle's gonna win that one as well uh, Chicago Bears at the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh man, this is a tough one for me. Oh, is it? Uh, I think I'm gonna have to le- give the slight edge to Kansas City, though. Slight, just a slight edge because slight. they're home. Otherwise, who knows? Yeah, who you would pick. yeah. it's 50 50. Yeah, that's fair. Here's another tough one Dallas Cowboys at the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna have to go Cowboys for obvious reasons. Yeah, but I do think that it could be a trap game to a degree. The Cardinals' defense hasn't been awful, so it really comes down to well, if Dak can play, but then also that Cardinals won't do anything on offense. Listen, if the Cardinals can find a way to lose to the Giants, I think they'll find a way to lose to the Cowboys. Fair. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Las Vegas Raiders. Ooh. Um, I think I'm going to go Steelers, actually. I mean, their offense hasn't really done much, but that defense, um, I mean, Josh Jacobs ran the ball nine times last week for negative two yards. So he hasn't really done much there. I don't know what his deal is, but until he can get that right, uh, I trust that Steelers defense. And then Devontae with a potential concussion, if he gets one hit, then he can be out again. Yeah. So I trust that defense for sure. Yeah, I think you nailed it, right? The Pittsburgh Steelers, the best unit of all four of the big units, like offense, defense, it's the Steelers defense. They find ways to score. So 
Yeah, I'm with you. I think they're gonna they're gonna win. Okay, Monday night, two Monday night games. Uh Philadelphia Eagles at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think I wanna say Tampa. Couldn't you really see it? Cool. I'm gonna say Tampa. You don't have to do it because I pick Philly, but I'm just saying, like, couldn't you see them winning and everybody really picking out uh Philly? <laughs> I really could. Yeah. I mean, the Eagles struggled in week one on both sides to a degree, especially offense. Um, and then Tampa's defense has always been great. So I think they're going to step up their game, especially game plan well with that extra day on for Monday. Um, and I think Baker can, I mean, so far he's been okay. So as long as you can keep that on par, then I think the Bucks can get a win. Okay, I like it. I like it. Uh the Rams at the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm, wow, that's that's tough. Just with the Bengals being so bad so far. Um, and the Rams kind of being surprising. Yeah. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna give the edge to the Rams, actually. Okay. Their defense hasn't been too bad. I mean I obviously have Aaron Donald up front in that front line against that Bengals offensive line. Um, and then, I mean, the just the Bengals haven't proved anything to me yet. And then who's going to stop Puka Nakua on defense? You should have drafted him over Jamar Chase in any fantasy league, just throwing that out there. Not crazy. So, yeah, I I, uh, I picked the Cincinnati Bengals because I cannot see them going through. You, your your logic is more like I'm going based off the evidence I've seen so far. My logic's like I cannot see the Bengals starting 0-3 this season. I could just cannot see that. So, and also the Rams starting 2-1. I just like in my head that just doesn't make sense. I'm not ready to commit to that yet. So, I'm picking Cincinnati. All right. But, yeah. So we actually only have four games different. Uh, Rams, Cincinnati. You have Rams. I have Cincinnati. You have Tampa Bay. I have Philadelphia. You have the Chargers. I have Minnesota and Green Bay and New Orleans. So those are the four different games. Perfect. I will okay. win all of them. <laughs> yeah. And then you'll catch up. You'll actually be ahead. Uh, anything else? Not that I have. Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Rowan, for joining me tonight. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, anytime. And for everybody else, thanks so much for listening. If you haven't yet, please uh, find us on Instagram. That's when I show I drop podcasts. Check us out on Twitter and YouTube, where I'll be posting clips of our podcast. And we actually do YouTube-specific sp- clips as well, where we don't post a podcast, but we have instant reactions sometimes to certain games and, and also sports news as well as it comes. So thanks so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed, and we will talk to you guys soon. Bye.